It is half past 12. You're listening to Te Purongo o Te Paututanga on RNZ National. The government will soon announce the next range of supermarket reforms. Farmers are being encouraged to trace the movement of their sheep online. And later in World Watch, a former head of security claims Twitter misled US regulators about security problems. But first, here are our top stories. Kayakwe Nicola. The government is set to reveal more details of its plans to make supermarkets open up their wholesale arms to other retailers. Currently, the two major supermarket chains control wholesale access, which has been identified as a major obstacle to new players entering the market. Commerce and Consumer Affairs Minister David Clark has said he expects supermarkets to open up wholesale to would-be competitors voluntarily, And if they don't, the government will introduce a regulatory backstop to make them. Details are expected at a media conference starting in half an hour. Health worker shortages have got so bad in the far north, there will soon be no doctor on site at Rawene Hospital during the evenings and overnight. Hauora Hokianga runs the 26-bed facility. The organisation's chief executive, Margaret Broodcorn, has told patients on Facebook the decision to stop after-hours doctor services temporarily from next Monday was made with great reluctance. The MP set to replace Trevor Mallard as Parliament Speaker says he will approach the job with a different style. Mr Mallard's resignation will take effect from quarter to two this afternoon. At two o'clock, the government will nominate Deputy Speaker Adrian Rudafer to replace him. The Ministry of Social Development is offering payments via civil defence for anyone affected by flooding or slips at the top of the South Island. The payments aren't income tested and differing amounts are available depending on people's circumstances. A family with children staying in temporary accommodation can claim up to $1,300. The husband of the U.S. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi has been sentenced to five days in jail and ordered to pay $11,000 in fines and restitution for causing injury by drunken driving. But Paul Pelosi, who's 82, will avoid any further incarceration after the judge gave him four days' credit for time already served in jail. He was arrested in May after a two-car collision in California's Napa wine region. That's the news. Mapuna, te hōtaka e whakaterehia ana e au e Julia Wilcox i a te rā horoi hei te pōtūtanga i runga i te reo itirangi o Aotearoa. Mapuna celebrates Aotearoa legends, leaders, artists and you. That's Mapuna every Saturday at noon on RNZ National. He Mapuna e aroha tiana e kai ngākau tiana. Met service long-range forecast for all Aotearoa New Zealand to midnight Rātapu Sunday. The situation, a front moves up the South Island today while a ridge of high pressure lies to the north and a low approaches from the Tasman Sea tomorrow. Forecast to midnight tomorrow Thursday, Northland, Auckland, Waikato, Waitomo, Taihape and Taranaki. Isolated showers today, rain tomorrow and sometimes heavy, easing to a few showers north of Waikato in the evening. The remainder of the North Island partly cloudy today with isolated showers in the west. Rain at times tomorrow persistent from afternoon and could be heavy. Nelson and Marlborough partly cloudy with isolated evening showers. Outbreaks of rain tomorrow setting in afternoon and evening. Buller, a few showers turn to rain this evening, easing for a while tomorrow morning and afternoon. Westland, occasional rain, sometimes heavy, clearing south of the glaciers for a while this afternoon. Canterbury, scattered rain, becoming widespread tomorrow afternoon.
The Ordland Otago and Southland a few showers. They're clearing from Fiordland and Southland today. Chatham Islands, cloudy at times. On to the outlook now for the following three days, Friday to Sunday. For the North Island, the Ika Amawi on Friday, there's occasional rain or showers, maybe heavy in the west at first, becoming isolated north of Taupo in the evening. Saturday, showers for most, gradually clearing except from Gisborne and northern Hawke's Bay. Sunday, partly cloudy, isolated showers in the east and in Northland. Outlook for the South Island, the Waiponamu, Friday there's rain at times for northern Canterbury and south of Blenheim and Marlborough. Mainly fine elsewhere, apart from scattered morning rain in Buller, Nelson and northern Marlborough. Saturday's mainly fine, areas of morning and evening cloud and isolated showers in the south and at the east coast. Sunday, cloud again morning and evening and isolated showers in Buller and in the east, elsewhere mainly fine. Rekohu Chatham Island's outlook, rain at times on Friday, a few showers Saturday, mostly cloudy on Sunday. There are brisk southerlies from Saturday, but they ease later on Sunday. That's the long-range forecast to midnight Sunday. It's 25 to 1. Kia ora, Nicola. Kei te whakarongo mai koe ki te purongo o te paututanga. You're with Midday Report on RNZ National, and it's time for the Rural News with Sally Murphy. Kia ora, Sally, and tracing the movement of sheep is moving online. Tell us more. Kia ora Mani. Yeah, well, at the moment, sheep are traced by mobs through a paper-based system. There's been a lot of talk in New Zealand about sharpening up our systems following the foot-and-mouth outbreak in Indonesia. Australia has moved to electronically tag all of its sheep individually, something that has been ruled out here as too expensive and impractical. But Osprey, in collaboration with Beef and Lamb New Zealand, have launched My Osprey, an online portal where farmers can record movements of their sheep mobs. Osprey's Chief Information Officer John Tucker says through the site, farmers can trace farm-to-farm and farm-to-meat processor movements. What we have with animal status declaration forms is consignment-level movements of sheep. And the problem, of course, with a paper-based system is they're not collated and uh, it's challenging to access that paper if we need to respond to a disease. So what we're doing is we're encouraging all sheep farmers to uh, get into into my osprey to, to register their farms and start recording those ASDs electronically because then we'll be able to more rapidly respond in the event of a disease outbreak of uh, foot and mouth. Mr Tucker says any sheep movements through sale yards still need to be done on paper, but they're working to incorporate them into My Osprey. He says there's already been good uptake of the new tool following a trial in July and a wider release this month. You know, at the moment we've got about 5,700 farmers that have registered, so about 4,500 of those um, came across from our migration in July. But we've had about 1,200 new customers in the past few uh, short few weeks. And we've got 3,800 ASD forms that have been created since we've gone live. So nearly 400 of those are between farms uh, and about 3,500 from farms to meat processes. John Tucker says My Osprey is a free service and farmers can sign up by visiting myosprey.co.nz. Fruit grower Scales Corporation has reported a positive half-year result despite a smaller apple crop. The company, which also has a logistics and pet food division, has just reported a net profit after tax of $35.1 million in the six months to June. That's a 7.5% rise on the previous period. Managing Director Andy Bullard says the company's proteins business, led by growing demand for its pet food products, has seen great growth. But it's been a challenging time for Scales Horticulture Significant headwinds were encountered including weather, labour, logistics, international markets and increased costs. 
Despite the outstanding job that the Mr Apple's team have done, the combined effect of these disruptions has impacted the first half result with EBITDA down 36.8% to $24 million. However, we're continuing to focus on the issues of our increasing labour costs and difficulties in labour availability, and our Packhouse Automation Project will, will help to address these issues. Andy Bullard says full-year earnings from Scales Horticulture vid- Division will depend on demand for fruit and uh, for the mid-autumn festival in China and European market sales. Hay and silage wrap company ProAg is the latest to join a scheme which collects and recycles plastic waste from farms. Plasback's commercial manager Neil Shaw says the new partnership with ProAg means 90% of the stretch film and silage covers sold in New Zealand are now covered under the scheme. But he says it still comes down to individual farmers to make the decision to recycle. As, as individuals, we all have to take responsibility for those decisions that we make. And so we have a number of attitudes, as, as you'll appreciate which is I'm not paying to have it recovered and I will bury it in my, on my farm or I'll burn it. Those sorts of things are, are still very much out there. But we are seeing the realisation that something has to be done with it. Otherwise, like you've, like you've just said, you know, 15, 20 years' time, whoever's actually on that property, probably one of the children, is going to be raking that stuff up out of the ground. Neil Shaw says Plasback has seen a 30% increase in the amount of plastic being recycled through the scheme in the last two years. Produce company Seeker says trials of a new avocado variety, which would see the fruit on supermarket shelves for longer, are going well. Company chief executive Michael Frank says it's licensed to grow gem avocados, which were developed at the University of California. He says the gem variety differs from the way traditional Haas avocados are grown in New Zealand. It is a smaller, more compact tree, so the, and the fruit hangs inside the tree a little bit more, so it's protected from the elements. It's naturally, or we think it's naturally, a later maturing piece of fruit. And so, you know, we've got a lot of demand in New Zealand and Australia um, after Christmas. Uh, and that's a long time for the traditional Hass variety to actually be holding on to fruit. You know, it gets a lot of fruit drop. And if we can get this new variety gem to sort of mature in that January, February, March window, well, then there's a market opportunity for us uh, in those months um, when there's a natural sort of shortage of supply. Michael Frank says growing trials are going well. We've only got 2,500 trays of it coming this year, but we've got 40,000 plants in the ground um, you know, with growers who have um, taken up the opportunity to grow it. And so next year that volume goes up to around 50,000 and then heads up exponentially from there. So will they be up for sale this season? There will be some trial opportunities, and we're talking to retailers about that now, so some trial amounts so that people can take a look at the fruit and see how it looks. It's got a beautiful... It's like a, it's got a normal olive green colour to it, but it's also got a little yellow a speck into it. So it's a beautiful piece of fruit, beautiful appearance piece of fruit. Um, and so there will be a chance for people to take a look at it uh, and our, our, our customers to take a look at it. But really it comes in, the, um, in 2024. That's Michael Franks, Chief Executive of Seeker. And speaking of new varieties, TNG Fresh has released a new mandarin, which will see the fruit on supermarket shelves all year round. The new variety called... Afora opens up a new seasonal window with harvest occurring towards the end of the year from September to December. As it has a different harvest time frame than the normal Satsuma mandarin, mandarins will now be available for most of the year. TNG says a new Afora variety, which is seedless, has a richer orange colour and is slightly sweeter than the Satsuma. And that's the rural news for today. Koirate Purongo o te tai whenua. 
Kia ora, Sally. I think there's going to be a lot of children that are happy that there's going to be mandarins all Cheers. year round. <laughs>